It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everyone, it's Ron Johnson. This is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. Um, we, we're going to have to talk about the Vikings-Packers game. We have to talk about the Vikings-Packers game. It was one of those games that you want to throw away, like Adam Thielen says, flushing the trash. But we we I can't go on without acknowledging the Buffalo Bills and DeMar Hamlin and what happened um, Monday night, as we all know, uh, tough injury, collapsed on the field, administered CPR, intubated into the hospital. That's all we know about as of now with critical condition. Um, I, I, as a former player, uh, as a as a as a son who had a dad that had to go to the hospital, uh, who was unconscious after a game, I didn't know it at the time. My mom told me later. Uh, it's it, it, but just listen to my mom. I can't imagine his mom right now having to get into a ambulance. Um, you know, a day that started off as something so fun, Monday night football and ended in tragedy, uh, as a football community, uh, as a, as a human being, uh, regardless of sport, regardless of fandom, um, this is one of those where we all have to just come together, uh, pray about it, uh, pray for the best because this is something very serious. This goes outside of sports. This goes outside of the rest of the season. Who cares about playoff rankings? Who cares about who ends up? Uh, in the Super Bowl, who cares about who's going to be in the playoff, who gets knocked out? Uh, this is a kid fighting for his life that did not expect that. Um, did not, nothing malicious, uh, just one of those freak accident plays in a very brutal sport. Um, and this is the reason why player safety always comes first. Uh, we we pray for DeMar Hamlin. We pray for his family. And, and we 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 just ask for a, a huge, hopefully a huge miracle recovery of this young man, because that's it, that's something tough for everybody to deal with. But coming up next, we're going to talk a little bit about the Vikings Packers, of course, because we, you know, we have to get through it. But, you know, we want to we want to make sure everybody understands the seriousness of the nature of that injury. Locked on Sports Minnesota podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now the Ron Johnson Show. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. He's played with them, hung out with them, and grown up with all the big names in Minnesota sports. They're hanging out with Ron Johnson. It's the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast. And it starts now. I'm Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show. And before I bring my producer, Sam Ekstrom, into the show, uh, we, we got to talk about this. This Vikings-Packers, a lot of people on Twitter are saying this is the Packers' Super Bowl. Uh, Aaron Rodgers made the quote, I'm not dead, or we're not dead. He's right. But the Seahawks, the Seahawks can end this whole thing. This whole nightmare can be over with the Seahawks, but we'll talk about that in the second segment. When we look at the playoff scenarios, who could the Vikings face? Who could end up in that 7C spot? What are their chances? But you know what? Vikings Packers. Kevin O'Connell made a lot of quotes, some about the cleats. Definitely not the reason for them losing. Uh, some about the, the players' intensity. Some about the perfect week of practice that didn't translate into wins in the game or, or, or winning the game. All of that has to be taken into account. And, and I, I, I equated it to in the postgame show to getting punched in the mouth. And you need that. And everybody's like, no, no, that was the Lions. Game. The Lions game was the punch in the mouth. Hey, every once in a while, you need a wake-up call. So what, what if the Lions game was the punch in the mouth and the Packers game was a wake-up call, 
that the key to success is a certain thing. There's a certain thing that I think makes this team very successful. And I felt like Kevin O'Connell early didn't really go to it. He didn't try it. It was almost like he was hoping the game would just go the way he thought it should go because he scripted it. Sometimes you just got to go to your weapon X. If I'm the X-Men, I'm sending the Hulk out there as soon as I can. I'm not waiting to the last minute. But before we talk about that, make sure you go to Locked On Sports Minnesota's app on Amazon Fire and Roku. Just download the app. It's Locked On Sports Minnesota's on Amazon Fire and Roku. You can get all of our videos, all of our shows right there on your TV. Very simple. It's easy every day. Also, subscribe to the Locked On Sports Minnesota channel on YouTube because you'll get updates every single time we have a new show. Well, as I bring Sam Exerman, my producer, Sam, we got to talk about it. And, Unfortunately, and it hurts. It hurts. Uh, it hurts for the because so let's 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 go get the early elephant out the room. Peter Bukowski came on. We gave him a chance to defend himself. I don't feel like he defended himself. I feel like he started the show off by asking us a question, and the question was almost as if like he didn't truly believe his thoughts. If I truly believed somebody was a fraud, I'm gonna bet the house. So, like for instance, if somebody were to say the Atlanta Falcons are gonna win the Super Bowl, I would say I bet. I everything I would put a Matt Ryan tattoo and he's not even the quarterback in them anymore. I put a, a, a Matt Ryan tattoo on my butt with the 28 to three score uh, of the Falcons lost to the like I do something ridiculous. I tattooed on my butt if the Falcons were to win the Super Bowl this year. Why? Because I'm extremely confident that they're not going to do it. Extremely confident that they're not going to do it. Another one, the Detroit Lions, if the Detroit Lions were to win the Super Bowl this year and they still have a shot to get in the playoffs i will tattoo whatever dan i will i will tattoo dan uh campbell's saying i will tattoo kneecaps on my butt i don't know something stupid because i know there's a, a fan out there a friend of adam thielen and we'll have to get him on the show maybe he has a tattoo of adam thielen on his thigh i don't know why but he has a tattoo of adam thielen on his thigh because he lost a bet so that's how sure i am and that, that guy's an idiot i'm not gonna tattoo adam thielen on my leg but he actually went through with it but that's mm-hmm. how confident i am Peter Bukowski said if the Vikings win the Super Bowl, he'll come on the show and wear a Justin Jefferson jersey. I'll wear Aaron Rodgers jersey on the show just because. Like, that's not really lose. Like, he's too much of a fan if he feels like putting on the Jefferson jersey on a locked-on sports show is, is like, a, a big-time roast. And, like, oh, here we – no. No. You're 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 not Aaron Rodgers. Like, if Aaron Rodgers were to wear Justin, Justin, Jeff, Justin Jefferson jersey, okay, I could see that. Peter Bukowski? No. No, it's not that big of a deal. Get a tattoo if you feel like the Vikings are really frauds. Like, say, I will tattoo Justin Jefferson on my thigh if they, or Kirk Cousins even, with the Kirko chains on my thigh if the Vikings win the Super Bowl. That's confidence. That's when you really feel like the Vikings are frauds. Because he, there's an inkling in him that's like, oh, this team is kind of good. They're 12-4. and four. At that time, they were 12-3. and three. So he knew there was a slight chance that this team is actually good. And they are good. Tony Romo said it. You don't win 12 games and you're bad. You know, you can call a game a fluke if you want, but Justin Jefferson had a bunch of fluke games then. He's had a bunch of games where he's had over 100 yards. He's in the precipice of breaking an NFL record. Now he only has one game and it's going to be pretty much impossible, but it always can happen. Kevin O'Connell is that type of guy that if the game's going the way it's going, like the Lions game, 
you just keep force feeding, especially if they blow them out like like the Lions blew the Bears out. Then you really force Justin Jefferson the ball. You say, let's go after this record. Let's go get it. Here's some hitches. Here's some slants. Go make something happen. Throw some deep balls to him if the game gets out of hand. But that's my thought about Peter Bukowski, so let's get that out the way. But I will give him credit. He mm-hmm. didn't believe in the Vikings, and they got beat. I am a man of my word. The Vikings got beat. I have no excuses for them losing. I'm not going to make an excuse. They got beat flat out. They got punched in the mouth and didn't fight back. So Kevin O'Connell threw a lot of stuff out there, Sam, and I'll get your thoughts on this. Yeah. He said the cleats. Field was slippery. We know J.J. slipped. Interception. I still don't know if J.J. gets to that ball, but maybe he knocks it down because I don't feel like he even realized the ball was thrown his way. Like when he slipped, he kind of hit the ground and slammed. Like, oh, man. And then he's like, wait, what? There's an interception? So I don't really believe even if he had made that, that cut, uh, that he would have known the ball was thrown because it felt like he didn't really know what was going on. But, hey, maybe that is something. Cleats. Where are the seven studs? That's We grew up understanding seven stud cleats on long, bad terrain. Like, you need more traction. And they all switched in the second half, but it was a little too late. Um, when you look at the play calling, and this is where I start with mine, I truly believe that to start that game, you got to have Justin Jefferson in the backfield, and you throw a throw a throw a like a, sw- a swing pass to him. Let the blockers to the block go, like the receivers to that side of the field block. Throw a swing pass to Jefferson. See what the Packers do when you put Justin Jefferson all over the field, but then try to get him the ball every single time. Shift, motion, change, move around, but keep forcing him the ball until they physically show you we're just going to bracket and then now you have other options i don't feel like it came to him early enough going to tj hawkins way too much kirk cousin said himself i went i thought i thought i had to throw to tj on the interception justin came open late you always have to wait a half a second for justin jefferson to come open Mm -hmm. i said that what seven weeks ago like you always give justin jefferson just that chance because he is the best player in the league when it comes to playing the position of receiver he's the best player on the field when it comes to any game he steps on the field in so you've got to give him that chance. But that's just that's where I feel like for Kevin O'Connor to say we had a perfect week of practice and it didn't go our way. I just I feel like there wasn't enough opportunities to target just five targets and one catch is not enough. Twelve targets and one catch. They're not gonna say, you know what, they just shut him down. But five targets and one catch, you're 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 not drawing up plays just for, like you got to draw up plays just for him. Run everybody on the go, run Justin on the deep out, see what happens. If they jump it, the middle guy has a – if you go two or three receivers to the right, Justin has a deep out, middle guy has the post, outside guy has the go. See what happens. If those safeties jump Justin Jefferson, you got the post. If that safety jumps the post, you got the go. You can't cover that many guys. Somebody's going to be open. And and Kevin, like I said, Kevin O'Connor admitted that. He felt like, you know what, there's some things I probably didn't do right. He's not going to say exactly what it is because he he wants to keep that and say, you know what, in the playoffs, I got to go to – like he's, he's going to get us to the championship. But that's just that's where I feel like defensively, they were on the field way too much. I mean, even in the third quarter, even though they didn't allow a score, uh, time of possession was like five thirty-four to nine something. Like that, just you can't leave your defense on the field double the time of the other team's defense. It never is going to work out for you. It's 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 literally like Michael Jordan said: if you take enough shots, you'll make some. If you if you're on the field long enough, eventually something good's going to happen. And that's that's where the Packers were. They dominated being on the field. Their defense got off the field. Kirk Cousins did not do a good job in certain situations. Now, was everything his fault? No. Tips, all that kind of stuff didn't go his way. But that's that's just where I go with it. I, I felt like that the team was prepared, but they didn't go at Justin Jefferson enough. You have to give him the ball every 
single chance you can. And that's just where I go. What do you think, Sam? I felt like the team got too easily deflated because yeah. early in that game, they actually did some good stuff, Ron. Like they block a punt and yeah. then they don't score a touchdown. Deflated. True. They give up they give up a, a special teams touchdown very next play. Um, but then they come back, they got a big fourth down stop, sacking Rodgers. They moved the ball in the first half. They were in Green Bay territory five times. They came away with three points. But it wasn't it wasn't an absolute disaster early. I think right. early there were some big plays by Green Bay, return touchdowns, and I think the Vikings kind of had a little bit of quit in them in that game. It seemed like they gave up very easily or things got out of control after some bad breaks in the first half, and then it got ugly. I didn't yeah. think it was hideous early on except for a couple big plays, and the defense was kind of plucky, and and they were there to play. Third quarter, fourth quarter, it got out of hand. Um, yeah. That was tough to watch. It, it everything just seemed a little slower. Like the Vikings weren't processing as, as quickly mental mistakes, execution mistakes, their receivers couldn't get separation running game. Couldn't get going. They just looked a step slower than green Bay um, for most of the afternoon. Well, before we jump into the next segment, we're going to talk about playoff scenarios in the next segment coming up, but here's my three takeaways too, Sam, just to kind of leave it with this. My three yeah. takeaways from the game, Sam were penalties. When you look at the six to three penalty battle, the Packers dominated like the Vikings had the third, sorry, the second most penalties they had benefited from, which was 106 penalties. So they end up having 109 and 16 games, which is still the second most amount of penalties they benefited from. So they are a very sound team. They don't make a lot of mistakes and they don't get penalized a lot and they benefit from penalties. But that was just a game that didn't go their way. When you look at turnovers, they were averaging 1.13 turnovers per game. Very well. Very good. Four turnovers in that game. Very uncharacteristic of Kirk Cousins. Here's another one, though. A scoreless third quarter. We've talked about this all season. They were the worst third quarter team in the NFL. The defense actually had a scoreless third quarter, and the offense could not because the third quarter offense has been bad. So it was a defense that finally stepped up in the third quarter and an offense that could not keep pace. If they put up two to three touchdowns in the third quarter, kind of like they did that Colts game, I think this goes their way. I think this is one of those moments, again, where the Packers doubt, and they're like, oh, man, like the Vikings are just that good. But the offense could not get it going. This was just a game where they couldn't do it. You look at the 5.3 yards allowed, which is 32nd in the NFL in the third quarter. The 11 touchdowns is 29th, and the 77 first downs the defense allowed, which is 25th. Third quarter, zero. They were on their stuff. But the offense, again, because we keep harping on, like, how bad this defense is. And they actually put something together in the third quarter, hoping like, hey, let's let's do this. And then we can, you know, our mm -hmm. offense can come out and score two touchdowns. It doesn't happen this game, though. Like it happened last game. It happened the coach game. Like they always find a way in this game. They didn't find a way like the, they couldn't get going. And my last one, though, and you hit it, the Josh Metellus. That's back to back weeks and punt blocks. Like the fact that he blocked a punt. And then my opinion, when I have TJ Hawkinson. The first play I'm going to go to is I'm going to put TJ Hawkinson to the left. I'm going to put Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and KJ Osborne to the right. And then I'm going to see what you do. Do you man up my monster over there? He mossed two people last week. Mm -hmm. He mossed two people. And you're telling me you don't want to go right back to him and see what you got out of the Pro Bowl, the best, one of the best tight ends in the NFL? Like, stop with all the trickery. 
just throw the ball. Like, I keep going back to the Sandra Bullock. Either throw the ball or run the damn ball, Bert. You have your two options. <laughs> I wish Sandra Bullock <laughs> would have been at that Packers game. Just run the – because if you're going to run the ball, bring all your bigs in. Bring in – I mean, shoot, bring in uh, uh, Dalvin Tomlinson. Bring in uh, uh, Harrison Phillips. Like, bring in a bunch of bigs, a bunch of nasty bigs. Because Randall McDaniel talked about that, the opportunity when he got to run the ball or play fullback and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, if I think, yeah, play fullback. Like, do something like that. Put C.J. Ham in. Put a guard in the backfield. Like, get so big that when the Packers hit you, you hit them harder. Like you have Dalvin Cook, mm-hmm. run the ball like four times, just smash mouth it, see what happens. Quarterback sneak it. I don't know, like, but the trickery and all that, like, you don't need the motion of me in a run. It's it's meaningless. You're actually bringing a guy into the count now. You're actually possibly having Justin Jefferson bump your quarterback because he snaps it too soon. There's too much that could happen, and we I, I thought we learned that mistake with Dalvin Cook trying to do a jump pass. And they haven't learned from that mistake. Like, just run the ball. Hand the ball off. And I know that first one didn't go great. Keep doing it. If they if they stop you three straight times and you kick a field goal, who cares? But at least you tried. If you throw three fades to TJ Hawkinson and they stop you, fine. But I guarantee if they double-team TJ Hawkinson, you got three receivers to the right, and then all of a sudden you got, you know, the, the count in the middle fits where they're like, there's only four down linemen and one linebacker? Kirk, QB draw. I know he's not fast, but he can get you one yard on the QB draw because the numbers are going to, they have to get out the box because you got so many receivers out there. And if they go, man, now you run your stuff. You do your Kevin O'Connell thing. And I just felt like in that moment, like you said, they didn't get it and they got deflated and it carried on the rest of the game. Yeah. But when we look at what's coming up next, again, like we said, we're going to talk about playoff scenarios because everybody, that's the one thing about the Packers is if the Seahawks win, this is two things. I'm a Seahawks fan on Sunday. And even if the Seahawks win, I'm still a Lions fan. Like I'm trying to find me a Lions t-shirt because I got to have one somewhere or somebody has to have one because I'm going to be a Lions fan on Sunday night football. Like I hope the Packers lose. And I'm not against the Packers. I'm just against Peter Bukowski. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense. I'm against him and his fans. Like I don't care if the Packers actually go to the playoffs, but I'd rather just them be done. Like your fans need to be done. You got your Super Bowl. You got, you beat the Vikings, be done. Like go home. You're, you're dead. Cause Aaron Rodgers, like that clip. I want to play that clip. Aaron Rodgers say, we're not dead yet. And then you have a sniper up top. He pulls the trigger. And then you see the Packers logo go gray. They're dead. Like, that's what I'm hoping for. But hey, everybody, make sure you check out Locked On Sports Minnesota's podcast on YouTube, following every Twins, Vikings, Wild, or Wolves game. Our Locked On team hosts are broadcasting live with Team Insiders. Never miss a podcast by subscribing to Locked On Sports Minnesota on YouTube. And we have a word from our sponsors. Let's kick off the week telling you about betonline.net, your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every pro and amateur league out there. They've got sports podcasts there as well. They've got all the lines for all the games in all the leagues, and that means they've got Vikings-Bears on Sunday. The Vikings are three-and-a-half-point favorites in this Week 18 game on the road, going up against a team that's one of the worst in the NFL. Uh, money line, minus 180, over-under, 45-and-a-half for the Vikes against the Bears. We'll track it all week long at betonline.net. Check it out on your mobile device. It's where the game starts. Thanks, Sam. Well, you know what time it is? 
it's time for the playoff scenarios. Everything that you want to know about the playoffs is going to be here on the Ron Johnson show. It's a lot in the NFC. We're not going to deal with the AFC because it's crazy over there. But in the NFC, here it goes. Real crazy, but the Philadelphia Eagles have not clinched the number one seed. That's what's crazy about this. But if they clinch the NFC East, they have to win or they need Dallas to lose. They can also clinch the number one seed if they win with the Dallas loss plus a San Fran loss. Now San Francisco's creeped in because they're 12 and four. San Francisco now with the two seed. Vikings are the three seed. They can clinch the number one seed and home field advantage if Philly loses and San Fran wins. Dallas can turn around and clinch the number one seed in the NFC East with a win and a Philly loss. And they also need a San Francisco loss. So they need both. They can, they can win the NFC East, but then they also need a Philly loss. But they still get the two seed. But then you got to throw the Vikings in there because the Vikings are stuck in the three seed regardless, which is kind of good. They can't go lower than three. But here's where it gets even kookier. The seventh seed is still up for grabs. You got the Seattle Seahawks. If they win and Green Bay loses, they are in. But now my Detroit Lions, they can get in. If they win and Seattle loses, meaning they beat Green Bay, they're in. That's why last segment I said we all need to be Seattle and Detroit fans this week. Seattle and Detroit fans. I don't know if there's a shirt with the Seattle or the Seahawk, uh, a Hawk Lion or something, but somebody make one. And then the last one, which I don't want to happen, Green Bay controls their own destiny. As long as they win, it doesn't matter what everybody else does. They can knock Seattle and Detroit out. They can be the two, the seventh seed. And then they will either have to play Dallas, Philly, or the Seahawks, or sorry, or the 49ers. And either way, they can't play the Vikings until the NFC Championship game. Most likely, unless something weird happens where a bunch of lower seeds lose and or sorry, win, and then the Vikings somehow are the last best seed left, which the one and the two lose, and the three seed ends up getting the seven. Some weird way. I could see that happening, though. I literally could see the Vikings-Packers in an NFC Championship game or the game before, which nobody wants to see that. Everybody's tired of Peter Bukowski and his fans, but hey, what better way for Hollywood to get a story if the Vikings were to play the Packers and go to the Super Bowl and they beat the Packers and they go to their first Super Bowl burst since I don't know when, the last time they had four and they lost straight, and then they finally actually win one. Hey, Hollywood, I can write the script for you. Just let me know. I've been writing the script all season. It's coming. But Sam, that's my thoughts on the on the deal. If I'm going to, and, and talking about the playoff scenarios, this is me personally. I don't want to play the Packers first. That's the most dangerous seven seed to me. Yep. I don't want to play the Lions. That's the next dangerous. And then if there is a team, so if the Vikings do get the two seed, if there's a seven, I would rather take the Seahawks on. But right now, if they're the three, they're going to play the Giants at six. And so playing the Giants at six, they already hosted the Giants. We already know how that turned out. I like their chances, but the Giants are still a scary. Kayvon Thibodeau is playing. Like this team is playing well. They, 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 are, they are hitting at the right time. That's the best thing about football is you can be bad early on. The first three or four games, like the Packers, you can say, Aaron Rodgers said, if I can get to four and eight, I think we can get in. <laughs> they were four and eight. And now look at it. They have a chance to get in. Maybe it was the ayahuasca. Maybe he saw it in his visions that he would have one of the greatest seasons. Because I will, I think a six, six seed won the Super Bowl, which was the Giants, I think, or the Steelers. I can't remember which, but I know there was a low seed that won the Super yeah. Bowl. Um, so it can happen. The last seed can win because it doesn't the matter Packers. at that point. 
The Packers went on the road and won a Super Bowl every game. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. It does not matter. All you have to do is go out there and beat the teams in front of you because once the playoffs start, everybody's 0-0. Zero, zero. It's all over. The season before didn't matter. Everybody's 0-0, zero and, zero, and now they're all fighting for their lives. And you don't have to beat everybody in the playoffs. That's the one thing about this. You don't have to beat everybody. You just have to beat the teams that line up in front of you, and maybe it's favorable for the Packers. But those are the playoff scenarios. That's what I think about who I don't want to face. The Vikings, again, they can, as long as they win against the Bears, let the chips fall where they may. Because going into the playoffs after losing two straight games, that's not, that's not, that doesn't, that doesn't build confidence in what's going to happen in that playoff game. That makes you play even tighter after losing two, especially losing to two divisional teams. And then going, losing to the Lions at the end, losing to the Packers at the end, and then losing, splitting with the entire division? Splitting with the entire division. That's not, now I will say this. I did predict them being 12 and 5. I think you remember that. I do. I did too. I like being right sometimes more than I like it working <laughs> out the way, but I don't want to be right this time. I want, give me 13 and 4. I'm fine with being wrong there. Because you want you do want to win going into the playoffs to build the confidence of the fans. Because they lose to the Bears, saying we're gonna have another miserable week of like playoff talk of people just doubting them and their frauds. And then we got to hear Peter Bukowski bring up the fraud stuff. Uh, but what are your thoughts on the playoff scenarios? Yeah. So at the top end of the bracket, Philadelphia has a Giants team at home. The Giants have absolutely nothing at stake. Yep. Philadelphia probably gets Jalen Hurts. Philadelphia is gonna win. San Francisco is playing Arizona. Mm -hmm. Arizona is probably going to start David Blau at quarterback. San Francisco hasn't lost in like three months. Yep. San Francisco is not going to lose. So I I'm calling it, Ron. I will get a tattoo. No, I'm not, not going to bet a tattoo. <laughs> um, it's going to be Philadelphia, San Francisco, Minnesota. That's going to be your seed. So the Vikings okay. are going to play the, the Vikings are going to play the Giants. And I'm telling you, this is the best scenario for the mm -hmm. Vikings. I think this actually works out kind of well for Minnesota. If you want a silver lining, I think it's better to play the Giants than to have to go back and play the Red Hot Packers again. You mm -hmm. don't want to face – who would you rather face in the playoffs, Ron? Aaron Rodgers or Daniel Jones? Right. I mean, I know the Giants almost came back and won. You know, they tied the game late in Minnesota. The Vikings outplayed them in that game. Correct. The, the Vikings had a significant lead. The Giants' defense is bottom 10 in the league. The offense is arguably also – bottom 10 in the league. Yep. Um, they don't do a lot of stuff really well. I mean, they're they're pretty disciplined and they don't turn the ball over a lot, but I love the Vikings in that in that situation. I'd be nervous against the Lions or the or the Packers and a little bit the Seahawks with that running game. Uh Gino is mobile and dangerous, but I I like this situation. I don't like going on the road in round two, but I like the situation in round one. Yeah, and, and so I, I see a lot of tweets, too, because people were saying, why would the Seahawks play first and then flex the Lions-Packers to prime time? Everybody's saying they should all just play it at 425, so everybody had to play this out not knowing. I do understand that thought, but here's where people are forgetting. Because the, there's like, oh, if the Seahawks win, then do you think the Lions are going to just come out and lay an egg because they realize they can't go to playoffs? No, because Dan Campbell wants to have a winning season. Like him being nine and eight after coming out with the kneecaps. And this is the great thing about his nine and eight season. He gets picks from the Rams who suck. So, and not suck as far as their back. They had a horrible season. So he gets picks from the Rams. So he doesn't need to tank to get top picks this year. 
It's one of the best like win-win scenarios ever. Yeah. I can win. I can probably go to the playoffs, and I can still have some top draft picks this year, whether I use them or not, whether I trade them for more late round picks or more second round because second round picks if you think about Dalvin Cook, Brian O'Neill, a lot of guys like that. Second round picks are huge. Because if there's not somebody in the first round like an Aiden Hutchinson that you think you need, which there are some guys out there though, Alabama has a bunch. Um, but if there's not a guy out there you think you really need on defense that can change, I mean they are saying hey go get a corner, uh go get a top level safety, uh go get another offensive lineman and go with Frank Ragnow, Pene Sewell and have like one of the top offensive lines when you have Swift doing well. So Dan Campbell's in a position and also to send the Packers home. That's that's motivation enough for prime time. I I think that's going to be a good game. That's going to be a for sure. You might not walk away with your kneecaps. Like I hate to say it, but I get I get the kneecap res, uh, uh, wording now. Like that's a game where you take them out, you hit them hard, because you can send them home. You can end there. Your season's going to end, but hey, you're coming with us. Misery loves company. Like that's that's the one thing. I mean, I I don't play Call of Duty. But I have played before, and I do know when you're dying, you can also pull a grenade and kill everybody around you as well. Like, if I'm going to die, I'm going to take y'all with me. And that's what I feel like Dan Campbell, he literally reminds me of a, of a soldier that would for sure take out three to four people knowing, hey, if I'm dying, we're all going to die. Like, he's that guy. Like, I'm a Fast and Furious guy. I don't know if you are, but they're and I would probably not because Sam, I know you don't watch movies. You know I don't watch movies, Ron. <laughs> but there's a scene in Fast and Furious with Jason Statham where he pulls a grenade pin with his teeth and kind of sits there and holds it and tells everybody, like, hey, look, you can shoot me, but we all gonna die. And you know, what I mean, and in that instance, they all kind of back up, like this dude's crazy. Cause he's like, Look, my brother, you already tried, you already killed my brother. He I'm not gonna ruin it for people that haven't seen it. Uh, but his brother didn't actually die, but he thought his brother was dead. So he's like, Hey. Y'all kill my brother. I'm If I'm dying, I'm taking y'all with me. And as he pulls the grenade, everybody backs up. That's where Dan Campbell's at. He's like, look, the Seahawks win, great. I'm dead. Y'all going to die with me. All right. The Packers season, y'all. So I, I do like that. But those scenarios, I think you laid it out perfectly. I do see that being Philly, uh, San Francisco. But I, I'm still kind of like, I, for some reason, I feel like Philly can lose again. Like, I don't know, like, I, I do understand them, like, not wanting to rush Jalen Hurts back because you, I mean, now you definitely see you need him for the playoffs. Uh, so I think now it's more imperative than ever to say, hey, if he's not ready to go, uh, let's, hey, I'd rather be a two seed or a three seed or four seed even with a healthy Jalen Hurts than going with the one seed, Jalen Hurts getting hurt again. And then now we got to go through the playoffs with Gardner Minshew. Um, so I, I, I definitely see them. You know, yeah. taking that L, saying, hey, look, if we're the four seed, we got to go play. Because who would be the – so if Dallas flipped, the who drops down? I'm confused Philly, at that even. So Philly would become the wild card. They would be five, and they would have to go play in Tampa. Oh, yep, Tampa's four. Yep, you're right, because Dallas was five, and they'd flip. So Tampa, yeah, and they, they – yeah, when a healthy Jalen Hurts, <laughs> they're running through the Bucks. What, what I don't like about that, though, if they are the five <laughs> and the Vikings win – and somehow the seven, I think the Vikings would have to go play the Eagles that then. So, but the Eagles would have to travel to Minnesota. So, I mean, I don't know if that would make a difference. Who yeah. knows? But the Packers could actually do the Vikings a huge favor, Ron. Because if you think, if you like the Packers in the playoffs, well, they're probably going to play the two. That's going to be San Francisco. Yep. The Packers could get off. San Francisco out of the way 
And then the Vikings play either the winner of the Bucks against probably the Cowboys, Bucks Cowboys. Uh, hey, maybe they get the Cowboys in a rematch at home. Maybe they get Brady coming in. That could be a wild uh, scenario that actually yeah, gives Brady the Brady did look that, good. That last yeah. stretch against Carolina, him and Mike, Mike, uh, uh, why am I forgetting his name? Evans. Mike Evans. Yep. <laughs> Three touchdowns. Like, I mean, Brady did Brady things. Like, that's what, I mean, I don't care how old he is. When playoffs come around, Brady's doing it. But coming up next, we got the Daily Three. We put a little flip on it. It's the Daily Three, but it's the over-under Daily Three. We got some Justin Jefferson in there. We also got some Vikings win totals in there. But it's going to be the Daily Three with a little over-under tied into it. But also remember, when you subscribe to Locked On Sports Minnesota, you're getting endless Vikings talk with local experts. Subscribe to the free Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast feed wherever you find your podcast. You can find all of our videos, all of our shows on Locked On Sports Minnesota's YouTube channel. We have a word from our sponsors. Thanks, Ron. Uh, if you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, you got to try Built Bar. They just got you through the holidays. They know the goal is to eat a little healthier this year. What better way than to do that with something that tastes phenomenal and is also healthy for you? They're so delicious. You won't think they're good for you, but they actually are. 100% real chocolate. Uh, they come in unbelievable flavor flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I don't know how they do it, but they continue maintaining amazing macros, like 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. It's unbelievable, but it's true. Built Bars are changing the way that you eat a delicious snack. Uh, head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. Pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with the hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. Built Bar. Now it's time for the Daily Three. That's three questions, three minutes each. But we put a little spin on it this week. It's the over-under. Critical questions. Going down the stretch of this playoff run for the Vikings, Sam, take it away. You got it. Justin Jefferson, only 15 yards against the Packers, and that leaves him 194 short of breaking the NFL record. 194. Will he end up over under the NFL record of 1964, Ron Johnson? Oh, my goodness. I hate to even do this. I hate to do this. I hate to do this. I got to go with the under. I got to go. That's a lot. That's He's got to have a two bird. He's got to have a 200 bird out there. Like 194 against the Bears. They don't give you time to throw. That's, oh, man, I hate to do it, but I got to go with the under. Like I, I, I want him to get 2,000 yards. I want him to break Calvin Johnson's record. But at this point, I, I just feel like, you know what? Let's find ways to get him the ball. Uh, let's work on the offense so that you know it's efficient going into the playoffs. But I got to go with the under on this one. What do you got? Yeah, going to be colder. Turf is, again, going to be an issue. Yep. Soldier Field, not great. Also, there's a trickle-down effect, Ron, from this Brian O'Neill injury, Austin mm -hmm. Schlopman injury. Yeah. Vikings have two third-string linemen out there. I don't think they're going to pass the ball as much, and I don't think they're really going to push it that hard. I mean, I, I think that, like I said, it's unlikely San Francisco is going to lose. Yeah. I think Kevin O'Connell has a very quick leash like if there's anything that he sees if there's a, a wince or a slip i think justin jefferson doesn't play the whole this entire game uh i think it's under yeah i agree i agree it's tough too because you just you don't want it to go down that way but hey 
It's you, you're dead on with the offensive line. I feel like they're limping to the finish line right now. It's like Ricky Bobby at the end of Talladega Nights. I hope you saw Ricky Bobby in Talladega Nights. Yeah, shake and bake. Yeah, him and Frenchie at the end didn't even have cars, and they still race. Like I, I feel like the Vikings are going down the stretch without a car right now, trying to get – and that's mainly just the offensive line, though, but trying to get across the finish line with half of a car at this point. What you got mm -hmm. next? All right, Ron. Kirk Cousins, top five in the NFL in passing yardage, uh, went into Monday Night Football ranked fourth in the league. Will mm -hmm. he finish the season in the top five in passing yardage? I believe Goff – is number six, and he's about mm -hmm. 100 yards behind Cousins going into the final week. So I'm going to go with the over. So, yes, I think so. I think he finishes fifth because I, I, I feel like Joe Burrow coming into the last part of this may or may not that next game go. But here's – see, I'm talking myself out of it, though, because Burrow has one more game because they're, they're probably going to have to replay their game uh, tonight. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen. They may just move on. For, I, I don't know how they're going to do it because they need that game to play because these are two teams with 23 wins combined. Uh, it's a tough way to even, I mean, the player's been intubated, uh, critical condition, so you just don't know. But Jared Goff versus the Packers, I feel like he's going to be unleashed a little bit. They're going to try to throw that thing around. Uh, that's, I mean, they do run the ball well, but Kirk Cousins to stay in the top five, man, that's a tough one. I'm because I, I don't know how much he's going to even throw. I mean, he's he's done it for three, two, two, four thousand three hundred twenty two yards. Is he going to have three hundred yards against the Bears? I don't think so. So 40, I, I feel like forty six hundred yards is the number to stay up there. But that's also saying Jared Goff's going to have four hundred. So, yes, I'm going to stay with the over. I don't, yeah, Jared Goff. He, yeah, he can't get four hundred. So, yeah, Kirk Cousins will be fifth probably. Uh, behind Joe Burrow, but yeah, Kirk Cousins will. So I'll stay over. Kirk Cousins will stay in the top five. Yeah, I think I will too. Because if Kirk Cousins goes for two fifty, which is a pretty standard number, yep, Jared Goff would have to go for three fifty eight to yeah. tie him. Yep. and in Green Bay on the road, it could be a shootout. I mean, right. I've I've seen Jared Goff hang four hundred before, but I don't think it happens against that pass defense. So I'm going to go over. Kirk Cousins is a top five yardage passer. Um, one more, Ron. And this yeah. is basically a win-loss prediction. Will the Vikings finish over 12 and a half wins or under 12 and a half wins? <laughs> oh, so this is actually a bet right now in Vegas because you can just bet straight up on the Vikings wins now. I don't know what kind of like points. I'm pretty sure it's not an odds-on favorite. So I'm, I'm guessing you're not going to get any extras. You got to straight up. I'm going to go it over, though. I think they'll get 13. I think they'll get their 13th win versus the Bears. Uh, I think the Bears have nothing to play for. They're not going to ruin the Viking season by beating them. Uh, you know, that field is not great. Uh, we're going to we're going to talk to Courtney Cronin this week, so we'll get her thoughts. The Bears are actually still have the option to lose for sure and get the number one pick in the draft. So yeah. that's a big part because at first I'm like, oh, the Bears don't care because, the, you know, they don't need the quarterback. But – that number one pick is worth a lot of money when you think about the 49ers when they got duped and they and all these guys trade or sorry, no, when they duped the Bears with Mitchell Trubisky and everybody was, you know, trying to go after a quarterback. You got Bryce Young, you you got uh the dude from Kentucky. So there's a lot of there's a lot of quarterbacks out there. Uh you got CJ Stroud. So, you know, you got the DN or uh what Andrew Will Anderson Jr. from Alabama. And I've been talking about, I feel like he's been in college forever, but he's coming out. So 
is that number one pick worth a, a rush in? Do the Bears stay with the one and go get the best, you know, defensive player in the draft? Who knows? Because they already traded Khalil Mack. They made a lot of trades. So clearly they need defense. They know that. So I don't know. I, I think the Vikings, yes, they get the 13 wins. What about you? This is interesting because there's incentive for the Bears to tank and lose yep. this game, but players don't tank. I mean, true. Front offices tank, GMs tank, players don't tank. Justin Fields is not mailing it in. I mean, he'll yeah. he'll he he could run all over this team. The Vikings might not have incentive to necessarily play as hard as they would normally. True. I I I kind of have a bad feeling about this. And I don't think a loss. <laughs> I don't think a loss is is that damaging to the Vikings. I'm I'm going to be contrarian. I'm going to say the Bears win. And Ooh. the Vikings go under, and they end up right at your twelve and five, Ron. So you can at hey, least take some I, solace yeah. in that. Yep. And here's the thing about them tanking too, though. Uh, forgot the coach, but for the Dolphins, when he sued the Dolphins because they asked him to lose games for a hundred thousand dollars a game, Brian Flores. So don't act like the the owners of the Vikings aren't going to Matt Eberflus. Like, hey, uh, you're not going to get fired. You're not making the playoffs. Let's go get that number one pick, and we'll take care of you. I feel like uh, <laughs> players don't tank, but a coach could call 15 straight passes uh, that he knows won't work. Like flea flicker, double reverse, you know, like, hey, I know it's not going to work. Let's just call it, you know, third and 19, hand the ball off. I mean, let's punt on second down. Why not? Let's try something kooky. So you never no, but I want to thank everybody for joining us today. I want to thank all the listeners that continue to listen, subscribe, comment, like, share, Instagram, Twitter. We truly thank you guys. I hope everybody had a Merry Christmas. I hope you had a Happy New Year. It is 2023. And this week of 2023 shows, we got to see what these Vikings are made of because this is going to be playoff football. This is going to be playoff podcast network talk. Last time, we were just hoping the Vikings would be competitive. Now look at it. They are very competitive. This is actually a really good team. We talked early when they lost to the Eagles. They lost to the Cowboys. Now they're winning. Well, thank you guys and have a great day. And also remember, if you want endless Vikings talk, make sure you subscribe to Locked On Sports Minnesota on YouTube, where you can find all of our videos, all of our shows, instant podcasts after every game, and the Vikings press conference delivering all the biggest news. Like our videos and leave your thoughts in the comments section below. Thank you. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.